You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 259. We're continuing in the book of Isaiah. We find King Hezekiah deathly ill, and he prays to the Lord. He says that the Lord has caused his life to be cut short. And then we get to hear Hezekiah's song to the Lord. And if you stay with us, you'll see how the Lord answers that prayer. And then there's good news in chapter 40, as God says that Israel's punishment will finally end. And then Isaiah hears a voice that says, speak. Some people believe that voice is talking about John the Baptist. But there's an interesting moment when Hezekiah is on his deathbed and Isaiah basically tells him that his sons are going to be enslaved by Babylon. And worse than that, they would be castrated, turned into eunuchs. And what does Hezekiah say about this? He said, shoo, that was a close one. Well, those are my words. He actually says, this message from the Lord is good. That's because he realizes that These things will happen after he dies. So that just shows the kind of guy King Hezekiah is. And we're also continuing in the book of Galatians. And Paul addresses a couple of controversies head on. One is the idea that non-Jews need to be circumcised, just like the Jews are. And another issue is this whole idea of faith versus obeying the law. Because if we leave salvation by just a matter of faith, well, that includes perhaps a great number of people. But if instead we define salvation as adherence to some Jewish law, well, then the pool gets much smaller. Stay with us to see where Paul stands on this issue. And stay with us to hear what Paul says about Peter. And it's not good. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Isaiah 38, Hezekiah's Illness. At that time, Hezekiah became sick and almost died. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to see him and told him, Our Lord told me to tell you this. You will die soon, so you should tell your family what they should do when you die. You will not get well. Hezekiah turned towards the wall and began praying to the Lord. Lord, remember that I have faithfully served you With all my heart, I have done what you say is good. Then Hezekiah cried and cried. Then Isaiah received this message from the Lord. Go to Hezekiah and tell him that the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says this. I heard your prayer, and I saw your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. I will save you and this city. From the king of Assyria, I will protect this city. This is the sign from the Lord to show you that he will do what he says. 
Look, I am causing the shadow that is on the steps of Ahaz to move back ten steps. The sun's shadow will go back up the ten steps and it has already been on. Hezekiah's Song This is the letter from Hezekiah when he became well. I thought I would live a full life, but now, in the middle of my life, the time has come for me to die. So I said, I will not see the Lord God in the land of the living again. I will not see the people living on earth. My life has been taken away like a shepherd's tent that he pulls up and moves. I am like a cloth that a weaver finishes and cuts and removes from the loom. You ended my life in such a short time. All night I cried as loud as a lion, but my hopes were crushed like a lion eating bones. You finished my life in such a short time. I cried like a bird and moaned like a dove. My eyes became tired, but I continued looking to the heavens. Lord, I am so depressed. Promise to help me. What can I say? He told me what would happen, and he has done it. The pain I feel in my heart has taken all my pride away. Lord, people find new life in your promises, and these are all that give me courage to live. Help me become well. Help me live again. Look, my troubles are gone. I now have peace. You love me very much. You did not let me rot in the grave. You took my sins and threw them away. The dead cannot praise you. People in Sheol cannot sing praises to you. Those who have died and gone below are not trusting in your faithfulness. People who are alive, people like me, are the ones who will praise you. Fathers should tell their children about how faithful you are. The Lord saved me, so we will sing and play songs in the Lord's temple all our lives. Then Isaiah told Hezekiah, Crush figs together and put them on your shore. Then you will get well. Hezekiah asked Isaiah, What is the sign that proves I will get well? and go to the Lord's temple. Isaiah 39, Messengers from Babylon. At that time, Merodach Baladon, son of Baladon, was king of Babylon. He sent some men with letters and a gift to Hezekiah when he heard that Hezekiah had been sick. This made Hezekiah very happy, so he showed them all the valuable things in his storehouses. He showed them the silver, the gold, the spices and the expensive perfumes. He showed them the building where he stored the weapons. He showed them everything in his treasuries and everything in his house and throughout his kingdom. Then Isaiah, the prophet, went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did these men say? Where did they come from? Hezekiah said, These men came all the way from Babylon just to see me. So Isaiah asked him, what did they see in your house? Hezekiah said. They saw everything in my palace. I showed them all my wealth. And Isaiah said to Hezekiah, 
Listen to this message from the Lord All-Powerful. The time is coming when everything in your house and everything your ancestors have saved until today will be carried away to Babylon. Nothing will be left. The Lord All-Powerful said this. The Babylonians will take your own sons and disgrace them by making them eunuchs to serve in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah told Isaiah, This message from the Lord is good. Hezekiah said this because he thought, There will be real peace and security during my lifetime. Isaiah chapter 40. Israel's punishment will end. Your God says, Comfort, comfort my people. Speak kindly to the people of Jerusalem and tell them that their time of service is finished. They have paid the price for their sins. I, the Lord, have punished you twice for every sin you committed. Listen, there is someone shouting. Prepare a way in the desert for the Lord. Make a straight road there for our God. Every valley must be filled. Every mountain and hill should be made flat. The crooked roads should be made straight and the rough ground made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will be shown to everyone. Together, all people will see it. Yes, this is what the Lord himself said. A voice said, Speak. So I said, oh, What should I say? The voice said, People are like grass. They last no longer than the wild flowers. When a wind from the Lord blows on them, the grass dies. The flowers dry up. Yes, all people are like grass. Grass dies and flowers fall. The word of our God lasts forever. Salvation. God's good news. Zion, you have good news to tell. Go up on a high mountain and shout the good news. Jerusalem, you have good news to tell. Don't be afraid. Speak loudly. Tell this news to all the cities of Judah. Look, here is your God. The Lord God is coming with power. He will use his power to rule all the people. He will bring rewards for his people. He will have their payment with him. A good shepherd takes care of his people. He gathers them like lambs in his arms. He holds them close while their mothers walk beside him. God made the world. He rules it. Who measured the oceans in the palm of his hand? Who used his hand to measure the sky? Who used a bowl? to measure all the dust of the earth. Who used scales to measure the mountains and hills? Who could know the Lord's mind? Who could be his teacher or give him advice? Did the Lord ask for anyone's help? Did anyone teach him to be fair? Did anyone teach him knowledge? Did anyone teach him to be wise? Look. All the nations in the world are like one small drop in the bucket. If the Lord took all the faraway nations and put them on his scales, it would be like small pieces of dust. 
All the trees in Lebanon are not enough to burn on the altar for the Lord. And all the animals in Lebanon are not enough to kill for a sacrifice. Compared to God, all the nations of the world are nothing. Compared to him, they are worth nothing at all. People cannot imagine what God is like. Can you compare God to anything? Can you make a picture of God? No. But some people make statues from rock or wood, and they call them gods. One worker makes a statue, then another worker covers it with gold and makes silver chains for it. For the base, he chooses special wood, a kind of wood that will not rot. Then he finds a good woodworker, and the worker makes a god that will not fall over. Surely you know the truth, don't you? Surely you have heard? Surely someone told you long ago. Surely you understand who made the earth. It is the Lord who sits above the circle of the earth, and compared to him, people are like grasshoppers. He rolled open the skies like a piece of cloth and stretched out the skies like a tent to sit under. He takes away the power of rulers and makes the world's leaders completely worthless. They're like plants that are planted in the ground, but before they can send their roots into the ground, God blows on the plants. They become dead and dry. The wind blows them away like straw. The Holy One says, can you compare me to anyone? No one is equal to me. Look up to the skies. Who created all those stars? Who created all those armies in the sky? Who knows every star by name? He is very strong and powerful. So not one of these stars is lost. People of Jacob, this is true. Israel, you should believe it. So why do you say? The Lord cannot see the way I live. He will not find me and punish me. Surely you know the truth. Surely you have heard. The Lord is the God who lives forever. He created all the faraway places on earth. He does not get tired and weary. You cannot learn all he knows. He helps tired people be strong. He gives power to those without it. Young men get tired and need to rest. Even young boys stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will gain new strength. They will be like eagles rising up on new wings. They will run and not get weak. They will walk and not get tired. Galatians chapter 2 verse 11 through 21. Paul shows that Peter was wrong. When Peter came to Antioch, he did something that was not right. I stood against him because he was wrong. This is what happened. When Peter first came to Antioch, he ate and associated with the non-Jewish people. But when some Jews came from James, Peter separated himself from the non-Jews he stopped eating with them because he was afraid of those Jews who say that even non-Jewish believers must be circumcised. So Peter pretended to agree with something he knew was wrong, 
and the other Jewish believers there followed him in being dishonest. And this caused even Barnabas to pretend that he agreed with them. They were not following the truth of the good news. When I saw this, I spoke to Peter in front of everyone. I said, Peter, you are a Jew, but you don't live like one. You live like someone who's not a Jew. So why are you trying to force those who are not Jewish to live like Jews? We are Jews by birth. We are not like those non-Jews we consider to be sinners. We know that following the law cannot make us right before God. It is trusting in Jesus Christ that makes us right with God. So even we Jews have put our faith in Christ Jesus because we wanted to be made right with God. And we are right with him because we trusted in Christ, not because we followed the law. I can say this because no one can be made right with God by following the law. So we are trusting in our relationship to Christ, not the law, to make us right with God. If that makes us look like non-Jewish sinners, does it mean Christ is causing an increase of sin? Of course not. The law put up a wall between us Jews and everyone else, a wall that I have worked to tear down. I would really be wrong to put that wall up again. It was the law itself that caused me to end my life under the law. I died to the law so that I could live for God. I have been nailed to the cross with Christ, so I am not the one living now. It is Christ living in me. I still live in the same body, but I live because of the faithfulness of the Son of God. He is the one who loved me and gave himself to save me. I will not reject as meaningless God's free gift of grace. I mean, if following the law is how people are made right with God, then Christ died for nothing. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. God's blessing comes through faith. You people in Galatia, have you lost your minds? I thought you understood why Jesus Christ was hung on a cross. I made it so clear, like a picture painted right before your eyes. Has someone used a magic spell to make you forget? Tell me this one thing. Did you receive the Spirit because of something you did? Obeying the law's commands? No, you received the Spirit because of something God did sending the message about Jesus for you to believe. You began your new life with the Spirit. How can you possibly think you could be made complete with something so weak as circumcision? Were those powerful experiences you had all for nothing? I hope not. Does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you because you do those things the law commands? No, God gives you those blessings because you heard the message about Jesus and believed it. The scriptures say the same thing about Abraham. Abraham believed God, and because of this faith, he was accepted as one who was right with God. So you should know that the true children of Abraham are those who have faith. The scriptures said that in the future, God would make the non-Jewish people right through faith. God told this good news 
to Abraham before it happened. God said to Abraham, By blessing you, I will bless all people on earth. So this blessing is for all those who, like Abraham, put their faith in God. Psalm 107, verses 33 to 43. You changed rivers into a desert and stopped springs from flowing. He made the fertile land become salty. Because the people living there did such evil things, he changed the desert into a land with pools of water. He caused springs to flow from dry ground. He led the hungry to that good land, and they built a city to live in. They planted seeds in their fields and grapes in their vineyards, and they had a good harvest. God blessed them with many children and plenty of animals. But because of disaster and troubles, their families became small and weak. God shames even great leaders and makes them wander through empty deserts. But he rescues the poor from their misery. He makes their families large like flocks of sheep. Good people see this and are happy, but the wicked see it and don't know what to say. Whoever is wise will remember these things and begin to understand the Lord's faithful love. Thank you, everyone. That was day 259. Join us for day 260. In Isaiah chapter 41, we hear more about the coastlands or some interpret to be the distant lands, and God challenges them and their idol worship and asks them if they had any part in the orchestration of a historical event, and that's the one from the east who was chosen by God. And in chapter 42, God begins to speak about his servant, and he speaks at length, describing what some believe is the life of Jesus Christ, though this was written 1,000 years before his time. And in the book of Galatians, Paul addresses those who believe their religious performance will give them a right standing with God, and further contends that it is only faith, not works, that saves. But what about God's covenant with Abraham? Paul will address that issue as well. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.